Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everyone. It's your girl, Kalina, a.k.a. Queen of Evolution on Instagram. Thank you all for coming back for another episode on The Evolving Woman. And today we have a special guest. Her name is Rachel. And I'm really excited um, to have her here and I, and I just love her all around and her insight and her perspective on the world and like just being a human in general. So we're going to talk about honestly, whatever comes to mind. I hope you all find value in this podcast today and make sure that you remember to subscribe and follow this podcast. We do have one, uh, come up every week on Thursdays and make sure to share it. And I hope that you learned something today uh, from the information that we channel from wherever. So uh, let's get started. Rachel. Also, let me mention her social media. It's Chaco. I'm probably saying it wrong, but Chaco Tango, C-H-O-C-O-T-A-N-G-O on Instagram. That is where you can find her. So Rachel, do you have anything you want to talk about or share anything about yourself today? excited to be here and to speak with you. Uh, One thing I love about our conversations is that both of us have a lot of the same um, grounding fundamentals. Mm -hmm. You know, both of us really like Abraham Hicks and both of us like to be accountable to what we believe too. Mm -hmm. So I always get great things for talking to you. Yes. Okay. Thank you for that introduction. (laughs) So what shall we talk about? today like is there something you've recently read or that you were interested in that kind of like said hmm and turn on like a light bulb recently because I know you're into psychology as well yes. right okay yes so one thing funny enough bringing up the Abraham Hicks mm-hmm. um they talk about how long can you go in your day before introducing resistance Hmm. and it really kind of stuck with me because 
you know, I'm, I am studying psychology, but specifically I'm studying marriage and family therapy. Okay. And the difference between the two is that marriage and family aren't people. They're systems that involve people. Mm. I never thought of it like that. And if you study to become what's called an LMFT, a licensed marriage and family therapist, mm -hmm. then you're introduced in your probably your first class to the idea of systems thinking, because you're no longer approaching therapy from the perspective of a cheating wife or a dishonest husband right. or a rebellious child. You're treating a family system. You're mm. looking at the family as a system, mm -hmm. and with that really has come to mean to me is that I'm looking for patterns when I'm looking to change something I'm not looking to change a particular behavior right. I'm looking to change a pattern right. right and so when I think about my own law of attraction journey I started listening to Abraham Hicks maybe back in 2013 I think it was the summer before I went to college I had pretty much come back from Europe really was sure that my upbringing as a very orthodox Christian was missing something. And it was definitely my, I want to say crutch, but it was, it was, it was also just my stepping stone, um, the Abraham Hicks material into something beyond into, you know, law of attraction. Mm -hmm. And over the last, oh my gosh, so 2013, so God, almost 10 years ago, so almost over the, almost the last nine years or so, it's been, I've seen myself go through all of the phases, or at least so many phases, a phase of, you know, being very, very religious about it. Like, I had a journal, and I would write down my positive aspects, my list of positive aspects, you know, every morning and every night before I went to bed, mm -hmm. right? Um, and... It's amazing because I saw, you know, the law work in that sense. It took me from a job where I was working, you know, six days a week, 12-hour days for 46000 to a job that had me working four days a week, not really in the office, having all this fun, yeah. making 84000 a year. <laughs> it took me out of that in six months and just the most crazy and wild ride. And then over those six months, you know, I, I had my first have a real love mm. and I was using and I was always like thinking about his positive aspects thinking I mean yes. it was so easy just thinking about those positive aspects and really feeling those feelings and I also at the same time you know saw myself become dependent on conditions I needed to be him I need mm. to have this particular thing you know instead of really allowing the feeling to be the guide or allowing the feeling to be my reward you know mm. and I saw what came out of that so yeah. 10 years you know later into this journey now I'm studying systems well what does that mean when I look at when I look at how I'm facing my day to day mm -hmm. even in, oh, I'm trying to give like an example, but I also know I've been talking for like two minutes. And I want no, to give go ahead. Here. Yeah, go ahead. But as I look at my day to day, I I have to constantly remind myself that it's always me. Like maybe, for example, 
um, I go to look for some affection for my boyfriend and he's really busy in stocks right now, mm-hmm. you know, and then I feel some type of way about it, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's always reminding myself, you know, especially right now, because I did go a few months without listening to Abrahamics at all, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and not to say I was boycotting Abrahamics, I was just watching, you know, other shit on mm-hmm. YouTube or things that weren't even necessarily remotely spiritual. And it's so easy to dip back into that blaming mentality mm-hmm. or into that I'm looking for something outside of me mentality yes. because that's the programming we get from a, a lot of other people. You know, it's so easy just to go on Instagram and laugh at these memes, these super ratchet memes or respectfully memes where we talk about how if he's not buying you this then come on sis what are you doing you know like Mm -hmm. it's so easy kind of to 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 be flooded with all other types of messaging and Mm -hmm. so from a systems perspective like when i think about okay let's go back to the example of me maybe going to my boyfriend and not getting the affection that i was hoping to get right Mm um sure I've heard of some LMFTs, and a lot of LMFTs, you might have heard about the attachment theory, right? Okay. Which looks at people's attachments. Do you have secure attachments, insecure attachments? Are you an anxious attacher? Do you um, a dysfunctional attacher? Have you heard of that, Kalina? The different Mm -hmm. attachment profiles? No, I haven't actually looked into that Um, before. Okay. Well, basically, um, it says that everybody, when they were a baby, tried to get, you know, attention you know, or care, mm-hmm. but the difference between everybody is what kind of care they received. Was their caregiver someone who immediately went to them all the time, mm. or is their caregiver neglectful and never went, mm-hmm. or did their caregiver sometimes go, sometimes didn't go? So how did you learn to ask for care? And those hmm. different and those different styles, you know, some people who always got that care grew up to be very secure. They don't usually form codependent relationships, you know. Those people who maybe grew up with more neglectful parents or distanced parents learn not to ask for care hmm. and started to distance themselves from others who do ask, you know. Yeah. Um so I, I highly recommend that, definitely, just in terms of healing, maybe some of the hurt we might feel um, when when those types of emotions come up. But right. you and I, I feel like we are beyond that. We are beyond that. Yeah. We, and I don't mean that in a, I really don't mean that in a condescending way. I mean that mm-hmm. in the way of you and I believe that everything we want, every single thing, we're not yeah. just talking about you know, money. We're not just Mm -hmm. talking about health. We're not even just talking about relationships. We're talking about the entire evolution of our life, our happily ever after, our every second after this moment, Mm -hmm. every single thing, you know, that's a lot. That's a lot more than just an attachment. You know, it's a a lot more than just, it's just a a lot more than we give it credit for sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I heard that, a few days ago ask yourself how long you can go before introducing resistance it just reminded me that when i feel some type of way about anything it's me introducing resistance Mm. yeah and if i can if i can burn that in my mind i I don't want to get a tattoo 
same way one time about the not fitting uh not getting like that thing from someone else especially like affection when you want it and I did sit back and ask myself the exact same question what is it with me that makes me feel like I'm upset because I can't get that thing that I want from this person and then I started to think immediately after like what can I do you know to give myself that affection or to make myself because ultimately it's the feeling you want right of the thing that you're going after so it's like if i can isolate and and pinpoint that emotion that i get from feeling loved or feeling like i'm being like the feeling of being held or whatnot i guess that would probably come from a feeling of security or something but i think about that and it's like like you said, everything just kind of starts with ourselves. And it's not, sometimes we do confuse it. I feel like a lot of people confuse it. Um, everything is external first instead of it being internal as first, basically. And so I always try to revert back to, like you said, why is why am I the one feeling that way? So I think that was a really good point. I never heard of um, also the family being a system. That was a really great idea, actually. Uh -huh. Can you, like, explain more about that? Like, the family being a system? Absolutely. So, prior to the split of marriage and family therapy, it mm -hmm. used to kind of just all be studied, right? Mm -hmm. And for an example, if a child was acting up in school, it was a child that was into therapy. Mm-hmm. We started, we were treating the behavior out of the context. Mm. So now, if a child were to go see an LMFT who's been trained in systems thinking, then the child, then the LMFT or the therapist is going to be thinking about mapping the systems that the child is a part of mm -hmm. to better understand the ecosystem of that child. Right. Nobody exists in a vacuum. Mm -mm. We all exist within a culture. A lot of us exist within a family mm -hmm. or a different type of subsystem, for example. These subsystems can include, obviously, the family, but even deeper than that, mm -hmm. like the couple subsystem of a family. Hmm. If you think about the relationship between, you know, a mom and a dad or a mom and a mom, a dad and a dad, mm -hmm. a grandmother who has to be the parental system. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like families today no longer look like the families of 50 or 60 years ago. No. Mm -mm. So these systems that we have, they're ever, they're so much more complex mm -hmm. than they used to be. Yeah. So, as a systems thinker, as 
and, and I just think even how it's helped me within my own family. If there's conflict between members in a system, mm-hmm. it's the therapist's job to map that conflict. Oh, okay. So example, mom and daughter go to therapy because mom and daughter can't stop fighting. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Then the therapist asked them, well, tell me about your most recent fight. Well, the most recent fight, you know, the mom is getting scared about everything going on in the news. You know, mm-hmm. she just saw that shooting going on in Chicago, right. you know, um, and they were just at a rally and her daughter, you know, is 18. She'd never really had the traditional kind of school experience. You know, concerning mm. that she went through COVID, some, some her, her school's been remote, maybe she's been feeling kind of alone, she's yeah. been gaining more and more independence outside of work, taking up with different politically activist groups, that exacerbates the mother's fear, the mother <laughs> then tries to exert more control over the 18-year-old, right. you know what I'm saying? And so, but that's just one particular system. Right. And, yeah, yeah. Did I answer your question or did I just narrow it out? No, you did. No, you did. You did answer it. Um, I think the way I'm understanding it is that basically what like the, the first thought that came to mind when you were talking about the system was or talking about the child part and being um, in child therapy and how they would actually go into family therapy because of mainly what I got from it is like their environment also reflects yes. what is going yes. on with them because for every effect there is a cause right so there has to be a reason why the child may be acting out or doing the things that they do uh, and also culture has a lot to do with it as well especially if the child has like that interaction outside of their family like you know the internet social media and all of that stuff because um, now when I think about it, like, I can only understand how more, how a little bit more difficult it may be. Um, I don't want to use that word, but like how difficult it may be to raise a child now, knowing that they can have so much access to information um, all over the Internet. And then what they bring home or what they bring to the parents in the home, the parents may be confused because they're like, well, we weren't taught to know this at this age or we didn't know this. And like you said, therefore, start to restrict some of their access to things because they're trying to protect them or feel that they are, you know, trying to keep their um, childhood, I guess, intact. Right. So I don't know. It's just that is really interesting to think about it. Even when you were talking about like, the couples that may be cheating and all of this and how it's not really about just the cheating, but about their behavior patterns or the patterns that they're having in the relationship. Like that is awesome way of thinking, actually. Yeah. (laughs) It really is like, I think when um, because I'm taking this course that I told you about, we actually or not we, but like the the course they were talking about, pointing out those um, patterns in people's thought processes, and how a lot of times people will 
I know this is kind of off from what we're talking about, but a lot of times people, when they are in this victim mentality, they tend to want to talk about the bad or the worst all of the time. But when they sit down with someone to get help, the other person may be like, okay, we've heard the problem. Let's get to the solution. But they'll be so stuck on the problem. And it's because they've developed like a pattern of only thinking about the problem and not actually trying to solve solutions. So I don't know you just got me thinking about patterns now more. Yes. Yeah. And, and that I really want to highlight that like this pattern of problem solution because that mm-hmm. that's a pattern of thinking. It doesn't necessarily make sense with Abraham Hicks's pattern of thinking. Mm-hmm. Abraham Hicks's pattern of thinking says it is resistance and resistance is the only quote problem. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, okay, so I guess it does make sense, right? The problem solution. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is the resistance <laughs> here. Yeah. Um but 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 like I feel like the problem and solution can just eat up so much of our energy mm. that ultimately resistance is where problem solution mentality even lies when you're in the vortex Mm. when you're in flow right when you're in step when you're in when you are do you know you know when you you know when you're in that moment Mm -hmm. there is no problem solution there you just you just are you just existing (laughs) (sighs) yeah it makes you think about other stuff now. <laughs> like what? Like when okay, so most people go to therapy to solve a problem, right? Right. And like you said, the problem solution thing is kind of resistance in itself at the same time. But it's like if you don't tackle it eventually, there will be no solution. <laughs> That's what I'm just thinking about, like, because a lot of people do go with the flow, I feel like, because I've done therapy before in college where um, I had a therapist or whatnot, and we would talk about, like, how am I feeling, where these thoughts are coming from, like, well, when I would feel bad or something, and then, you know, even though you do try to give someone the solutions, I feel like if they don't I feel like it's an internal thing that the person or the one being counseled has to realize. And then regardless of whatever solutions that people offer them, it'll just kind of flow into it. Kind of like you said of the, it's a flow thing. Like when you're in that moment, it just happens. It's true. And you you bring up an important point because that's exactly what they do. They, Mm show you how you just blow into things and, and here's a weird example of that mm-hmm. so a family comes in for and the presenting problem is that the two siblings won't stop arguing mm-hmm. you know they just they argue incessantly and so the therapist tells the family okay how often are they off are you guys arguing okay they have like two three blow-ups every week right mm-hmm. therapist tells them all right i need you to have a blow-up every single day <laughs> every single day I need you to have a blow up it's called a paradoxical directive but it works mm. and it shows the client the the, the family mm. the system that the fighting is a symptom 
And if they can reproduce the symptom, mm-hmm. once it happens again, they're kind of going to be meta aware of it. Yeah. Because <laughs> even everything happens to us in flow, I suppose. Mm-hmm. There's just, if we're thinking, my brain is just saying, like, some of us are in hotter water, <laughs> mm-hmm. and some of us are in easier water, but we're all flowing the same. Yeah. You know? Um, some of us are flowing with, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of resistance. And some of us are flowing with, you know. Ease, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, you could say ease. Part of me even wants to assign a percentage to this. Mm-hmm. Because I think that, you know, I don't feel easy all the time, but I know I feel way easier now than I used to. Mm. Yeah. So I I feel comfortable saying like okay you know maybe I'm at an ease of I don't know let let's say on a let's say maybe last couple of years sixty two percent you know yeah. whereas I don't know I I mean I don't know I I, I don't know I, I I think about my childhood for example mm-hmm. I think about my high school memories that I have or at least what I think that I have mm-hmm. and I don't remember feeling that much at ease or I remember feeling oh. way more pain you know yeah um so mm-hmm. yeah um but either which way I <laughs> maybe what I like about this conversation is that it just goes to show the complexity of our, the complexity of our thoughts around a lot of things. Yeah. And it's our thoughts and the way that we make meaning as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I like about Abraham Hicks is that Abraham Hicks tells us, look, you can make any meaning in the entire world you want to. The universe has a pantry that's always stocked. You can make any meaning you want. (laughs) But we encourage you to make the meaning that makes you feel the best. Yes. Because it's all about the feel good. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. Definitely. And it comes from your thoughts, literally. Literally. <laughs> well, this was a very interesting topic. I hope I didn't sound too relaxed because it's just, I just woke up, y'all. So I don't want you to be like, oh, she just kind of sounds, you know, regular. I don't know. I just, when I'm really in thought or something is really making me think, I have to quiet down because my brain is trying to understand or grasp or connect my experiences or different scenarios to the things to help me understand. But even me just saying that, it just can tell you where my thought is coming from <laughs> of people paying too much attention to how I am. But um, I do thank you for being on this podcast episode with us today and sharing your insight. Um, did you have anything else you want you would like to say before we close it out? No, just thank you so much for providing the space to talk about it and, you know, the space to record it as well. I know I'm going to yeah. go back and listen to a few things. Yes, 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 yes. Well, definitely I will send you the link so you can post it or share it with others if you want. 
Um, but like I said, y'all remember to follow her on Instagram at C-H-O-C-O Tango, T-A-N-G-O. On Instagram, I also have her link to her Instagram in the description below. Um, but we want to thank Rachel for being here with us. And we'll probably get another episode if she has time in another day or whatnot. Um, but thank y'all for listening and ciao. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.